0: on the planet, Uh, Margot Dahl knows what she's talking about when it comes to nutrition and health and all those, but that's really not the focus of what we're going to be talking about today. The focus for what we're going to be talking about today has to do with all the fire that's taking place all across the nation. And um, I happened to notice, as Miriam was mentioning to you about a comment that you had made uh, regarding um, President Trump, where he humbled himself on Sunday and went for prayer, and somebody kind of uh, backslapped him, um, saying, you know, making all of these excuses of why they should pray for the president. Um, oh, gosh, we're, you know, we, we just need more and more prayer. And yes. I, I know Sunday was a day of prayer for our president. And uh, I, I don't think in my lifetime I have ever seen anyone uh, that has been more under criticism and, uh, and uh, fire regarding every decision, every choice, everything he does.
1: Right, right.
0: It's, and I think, yeah. don't, don't we think that's also because it
2: is not only God is working through him. And the opposition just, just is just so much. It's the evil trying, you know, trying to trump trumpet uh, to win over the good. And that's not going to happen. But there sure is a battle.
0: Oh, it right. is. It is. And, right. you know, I, I don't know um, all the... Um, ramifications of everything that's that's you know happening in the in this nation and in this country but we are in for the fight of our lives uh we're yes. we're in a fight for this nation for its values for for you name it if if we lose this battle uh, and i'm praying that we don't but you know everything is in god's hands and no matter what we have peace that he's in charge and in control. But we really, this is one battle that we really cannot afford to lose,
1: right. right. So you girls are right. you you know, you're nailing it on the head. That's very true. We can't afford to lose it. You know, recently, uh, Dean and I had attended an event down in Mira Lago that was aimed at what we could do as as people and as believers for our nation, you know, politically and for especially for Israel, those that can help and support Israel. And Dennis Prager was there. And I just love Dennis Prager. I firmly believe that he is a sage for the ages. He's definitely a sage for our day. He's if if people don't know Dennis Yeah, wisdom. If people don't know Dennis, he's every adjective that, that you can think of about someone who's a sage, you know, he's bright, he's sensible, he's discerning, he's perceptive, he's astute He's insightful, um, judicious, profound. He's he's just really, really an amazing, incredible man. And um, he, everything he says is like pearls of wisdom just drop from his lips. And it's a couple of the things that he has said about kind of what we're seeing in the world today is that uh, along the lines of what you girls were just saying is that those who don't confront evil always resent those who do. And mm-hmm. so – Trump really is, you know, he he campaigned on wanting to drain the swamp, wanting to make America great again, and that just caused, you know, something to rise up in the in the left against that, because he wanted to stand for something good, and the further left you go, the meaner the spirit gets, and so we see this great, you know, meanness on behalf of the far left against anyone who's not just on the far right but even in the middle ground they just you have to be on their side because that's what totalitarianism is all about it's something that that dina talks about quite a bit um because you know um like dennis says for the left tolerance doesn't mean tolerance it means that you have to accept and celebrate whatever it is they're about and if you don't you will pay a very steep price and we see trump refusing to tolerate the behavior they've gotten away with for a long time. And you see people who support Trump refusing to tolerate what we've seen happen in our country for way too long. And people are paying a price for that. The retaliation has been very mean-spirited and um, and just incredible. Something I never thought I'd see in my lifetime. But yeah, we're seeing it. Amen, amen. Well,
0: it looks like Ms. Dina
2: just uh, joined us. Is that correct? That is correct. I am here. Woo-hoo. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yay. All right. That right. is on awesome.
1: The, on the note of totalitarianism, I totalitarianism, I show up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See if we had just mentioned that ten minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Well, okay. I'm glad to be here. Glad we got the technological
0: glitches out of the way. Oh my. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yes, yes, yes. I'm so glad that you are here. And before we go any further, Dina, I really wanted to um, also um, share with those that might be listening a little bit about you that aren't quite as familiar um, I know a lot of people that are listening are very familiar with you, but some may not be. So this is Dr. Dina Dye. She was raised a conservative uh, in a very conservative Jewish home in Ottawa, Canada. and she celebrated the biblical feasts with her family and joined uh, uh, actually joined Orthodox Jewish camps and attended Hebrew school. In her early 20s, like most of us that went wayward, she was deeply involved in the New Age movement. I think you hiked and and uh, all over Europe and all over yes. the world, yeah. And she holds a doctor of ministry in Hebraic Studies and Christianity and has been uncovering the Hebraic connections between the Gospels and the Epistles and the Torah for over 35 years. Uh, So I guess since you were two years old, Dina, is that about right? (laughs)
2: That's, that is about right. Yeah. I, was a, I was a child prodigy. What can I say? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's why laugh. It's true. And so she oh, she's my. also
0: regularly on television programs, TV, radio, internet, and a very successful author. And yes, I guess, her books
2: are doing phenomenal, aren't they, Dina?
0: Uh, it's really remarkable, because
2: like, I published the first one, The the Temple Revealed in Creation, in 2016. So we're already three years, and it just continues to st- sell steadily. And it tells me that it's moved out of sort of the Hebrew roots, messianic marketplace mm-hmm. uh, into the greater marketplaces. It, ha- it has to be that Christians and, and others that are interested are purchasing the book. Yes
0: so that's very exciting to me. Right, right. It is very exciting. And so you you wrote The Temple Revealed in Creation and The Temple Revealed in the Garden, which both of those are really excellent books. And you also have a book out um, that I also have, too, Study to Show Yourself Approved. Mm-hmm. Yes.
2: So that's a workbook, essentially. It goes with a DVD set just to help people learn how to study, uh, not so much from a hermeneutical perspective, but from a pattern perspective. And of course, you can't study if you don't look at the, the ancient background, the culture, the history, the geography, the language, uh, the context, all those facets are essential to study. So I've incorporated that into the workbook.
0: All right. Yes. And I, I know it does. It it really helps you to study. But what we really really, really, really want to talk about with you today is um, all the things that have been going on with On Fire. You are also the founder of a new prayer organization called On Fire. And would you just kind of share what's been going on with that? You and Margo have been at the top of uh, getting a lot of things done there.
2: Yes. Oh, absolutely! Margot's been a huge help. Thank you, Margot. Oh, and uh, we also have another gal, Lydia Para, who's kind of my right hand gal here. Because there's no way I can do everything, and I'm trying to focus on the big picture. That's I think people really need. The Bible's the same way. If we don't focus on the big picture of what the Bible's saying, we get lost in the weeds. So the on fire prayer initiative has that at its uh, at its core i call it the on fire prayer uh well the on fire prayer do pray and do initiative if you will because it has to go past prayer i mean prayer is essential uh that's the transforming place where we become in his image and we do what he wants us to do as his image bearer but we have to go out into the community and we have to do something this is i am just Rabbit about this because I think that the, the church has for far too long the faith community has sort of just said this is a cop-out in some ways yes. well I'll pray about it and right. we, we pray right. about it but we don't actually do anything <laughs> so right. Right. this has not been helpful so we right. uh, you know this thing started out with a bang actually started out with a fire and you know in about four weeks we had 165 prayer team leaders 40, approximately 40 states in seven countries. And it's sort of settled down now, I I knew it would, it was just, it almost felt like chaos in the beginning because I was behind the eight ball going, oh my gosh, what am I going to do with all these people? So I had to kind of put a strategy together to organize it. And now it's sort of in a rhythm and it's, you know, it's taken a couple of months to get in our rhythm. We haven't had a lot of new uh, team leaders come on board, so I'm really hoping to start building it once again. I think we may represent—it's hard to know—but anywhere between three and four thousand people, uh, really across the globe. And again, the focus is the big picture. You know, what are we fighting? All and right. we are—I uh, think. Uh, I'm trying to instruct people as we go along. One of the things that I've been really concerned about is, uh, you know, I send out a text on Friday afternoon. Because if we don't spend that day with the Father, and if we don't have that time with our Messiah, we aren't going to be any good on the battlefield. Right. So it is imperative that we enter into that place of rest and we shut down everything, you know, the news, Facebook, social media, the phone, whatever, and really find that place with him. And so that's been part of our growing in the last couple of months, I think. I'm hoping our team leaders and our members are seeing the value in taking that time because, you know, every every warrior needed some R&R off the field, uh, just to, to re restore, regroup, refresh, et cetera. And so then um, we send out prayer needs Saturday night uh, so that the teams on Sunday are ready to go and the, the the prayers are, you know, broken up into the various states. So we do have several on-fire prayer um, Facebook groups. We have a team leader Facebook group that's just for them so that i can actually explain things in more detail but we also have one called the states which is where everybody's been posting and margo you might want to speak to that because you've sort of seen things margo is the administrator over that uh, facebook group and so just maybe you could just explain or what you've been seeing the trend as i think we're sort of settling into our groove you want to talk about that
1: yeah well along the lines of what you had said just a go back a, a beat is when you talked about that on fire is about pray and do and recently i had heard someone say um it might have been um i don't remember if it, if it was rabbi or not but anyway that you'll be remembered by the problems you cause but be celebrated by the problems you solve yes and i think that's kind of a, a something that we look to with, with on-fire prayer, because Scripture tells us faith without works is dead. So we shouldn't just be talking about how much we love God or, or believe in the Bible, we're going to pray about something. We need to be about it. We just need to be people who are being about what we claim to be, because Scripture also tells us to motivate one another to do good works. And um, that's so much of what on-fire is about. We don't just post all the horror of what's happening in America or the world, but we really encourage one another to do something about it. Call and write senators, call your, write your congressmen, your governors. It's very simple to do. Um, get involved politically, participate in marches and rallies, repost things on Facebook or Twitter or start home groups where people can get informed and involved with, with one another. And actually just do what we can do um, because that's what we need to be about. And so we have the entire on fire prayer where everyone is seeing posts of what's wrong or what's happening that we need to pray about. And in the on fire states, everyone gets involved a little more locally, a little more about what's in your state. We all pray for everything that we see or that we that God really puts on our heart to be diligent in prayer about. But a little more extra focus and extra umph goes into each particular state and what those states needs are, like if there's vaccine bills on the table or or heartbeat bills for pro-life on the table, so we can let our state know this is happening in our state. We have a responsibility and an obligation to put you know some extra heart and soul into praying about this and specifically to contact our representatives and get them on board with realizing how important this is to us as, as voters and getting other people involved and aware of what's going on. So it gives us something to not feel like it's such a big picture. We're aware of the big picture, but on the state groups, we bring it home and we just say, okay, well, this is our state. And for some people, um, They're able to go out there and pray about everything for every state and every country in the world and other people. It's kind of all they can handle right now is just their state, and that's okay. As long as there's always someone standing in the gap for each state or for each issue, there's somebody. So like Dina said, if somebody... Um, has to drop off the map for a minute because they're just overwhelmed with world events like yeshua did you know go get in a boat go out in the forest go 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 wherever you have to go to to rest and to recoup that's okay because the rest of the group we understand we're all standing in the gap for each other they've been doing that for me um incredibly well the last couple weeks when i've been here in california with a with all the funeral and family issues we've been dealing with And I felt so bad about having to step back. But, you know, everybody's there, you know, Dina and everyone's there like, it's okay. We understand we've, you know, we're all, we've all got each other's back. We're all continuing to pray and continuing to fight the good fight. And then, like, now I feel ready to jump back in. I'm able to jump back in. And that's one of the most beautiful things of being part of On Fire, any prayer initiative we can participate with is we're not alone in it we're not alone in seeing the horrors that are going on in our country we're not alone in fighting the evil Uh, we're not alone to feel like we can't step back we need to because nobody's out there fighting if we if we drop our sword and do Uh, so we we have each other and that cord of three is not easily broken and we actually have you know a cord of hundreds so uh, that's my favorite thing um, pretty much with on fire is is the Ability to focus small just at home or to focus globally if we want to need to to focus on Israel and To encourage and spur each other on to to good works and how to do that There's some helplessness and hopelessness people feel when they see Horrible things happening and they just stand there going. I don't know what to do about it Well, we encourage Mm -hmm. each other with here's what you can do about it. Here's who you call. Here's the phone numbers Here's who you write and so we teach each other how to get involved, and that's really important. Like like Dee said, we can't keep having this cop-out of, I don't know what to do, or it's, it's too big. It's overwhelming
2: we, we, to me, yes. I'm just yeah. going to put my head in the sand because it's going to happen anyway.
1: Right, but it doesn't need to be overwhelming because right, our God's right. a big God. Mm-hmm. We just need to you know if even as women in our home if we walk into the kitchen and we didn't do the dishes that morning or something and the house is just a disaster we feel it we feel the pressure and the overwhelm and the disquiet and the discontent and our whole day it's just off cuz we're like oh my gosh everything's a mess but if we stop complaining about it and just go over and do the dishes and get it done we feel great we feel empowered we feel joyful we feel like inviting company over you know it's a whole new world it's we've got a whole new life going you know go get your hair done or something and that we have to look at that politically it's horrible you know I I cry a lot about what I see happening in the news and the injustice of it all but the empowerment comes for me when I actually do something write a letter make a phone call get other people involved then it doesn't feel so awful it feels like we're taking a bite out of that elephant and if more people would do that I think we could really see more change and more people not putting into their hand to the plow and then turning back because we're told we're not worthy of the kingdom if we do that so we need people that don't just sign up for on fire prayer or agree to pray about issues or agree to do something and then do nothing we need people who actually pray and actually fast and actually get their hands dirty you know in the muck and mire of what we're dealing with
2: amen yeah. you know this isn't about this isn't a numbers game i've said that from the beginning you know, I don't. I don't care about the numbers. I care about the commitment that the people involved in this have made, because that's what's going to make the difference. We don't need, you know, the whole planet. We just need solid people who have made a commitment, and they will pray, and just as Margot said, they will fast, they will write, they will get out in their community. So part of the On Fire thing is to help educate those. You yeah. know, some have come in; they're not used to doing this they're excited because there's a place they can go now and actually learn how to do something. So it, it, and it takes time, you know, we, there's a lot to corral here. So I know some have wanted me to push ahead a little faster than I think we're ready. We have to recognize that this group, while it might, there, there are a lot of quote unquote Hebrew roots types, messianic types, et cetera, but we have Catholics, we have mainline Christians, we've got everything. And I hope that this on fire represents that kind of spirit of unity, because that's what's been missing. Honestly, I don't really, I have purposely not put any kind of statement or mission statement up on the website, because I don't want to get locked into that. Uh, everyone is welcome, you know, who, who is committed to prayer. And, you know, do we have people that we don't agree with? Well, of course we do. Uh, that's not the point. We have a nation that is, uh, you know, in a sewer heap. And we're it. You know, yeah. we're the ones that ha- You know, and I want to be practical about this. You know, one of the things I
0: we'll be we'll be I- right I- back. Oh. I hate to interrupt, but we'll be right back. <laughs>